Jill Rutter is Senior Research Fellow of UK and a Changing Europe and was a senior civil servant. Morning, Jill. Good morning. Um, the secrecy around this I do find mildly astonishing. Is it acceptable, do you think, and is it good for, for good governance that people could get fined for their behaviour at work, which is said to breach the law, and people at work not know that it's happened? Not really. I don't think it's just very good. I don't think it's very good for the civil service because it makes it look rather sort of complacent and back covering. And I don't think that's a good look. I think you could make the case that for some of the much more junior staff who got caught up with this, that it's probably unfair to name them publicly. But I think more senior people should expect to be named. And even not named publicly, I mean, maybe there's a, there's a thin line between things with, with how things leak. But if you've been fined, then presumably there's got to be some form of recognition at the place of work that you've done something wrong. Uh, yes. I mean, normally what happens is um, is if you get a fine in the normal course of events or something like that, you have to tell your boss and they can take it into account. I remember one of my, uh, one of my team got done for evading a bus fare. He actually was caught out using reusing a bus fare he hadn't been able to use to go to a meeting there and hadn't realised it was over the two-hour limit. Um, so that was pretty trivial. But you are supposed to disclose that. I mean, it's not quite... Um, I think the thing here is uh, I, what they're probably looking for is they need people to keep going. They need uh, don't want to, to distract staff. It's already been... I imagine actually the sheer process for most civil servants, the sheer process of having to fill out forms, you know, for some of them being interviewed by the Met will actually have been a very scarring experience. You do need people to keep the show on the road and not be totally and utterly distracted. So I think they do need to strike a balance between between actually sort of calling out the people who are responsible for this sort of culture that took hold in the Cabinet Office number 10 and the people who were just caught up in it. Do you think that in the last six months people will have been quietly moved sideways into other departments? Is that something that... Because one one answer to this will be in the end uh, they're no longer working in the Cabinet Office, for example. Would that have taken place? It's been this quite careful, get them into a new environment... Keep separate them a bit so people aren't sort of wallowing in it and, and actually move them out so when people ask the question in six months' time, what's happened, you can say they've already changed department. Well, frankly, actually, with civil service levels of churn, you'd normally expect that anyway, that almost everybody would have moved jobs if something took place. Uh, you know, these parties were taking place not just in the last six months, but over the last... 18 months and it would be probably more surprising if most of them were still in the same jobs rather than uh, if they'd moved because that's just the natural way the civil service does and particularly in central departments like the cabinet office and number 10 there's uh, for at least the more senior jobs there's usually actually quite a quick turn a surprisingly quick turnover people join the cabinet office and discover quite rapidly after three months, they're the most senior person in their team. That's actually not a good thing. That's no. a bad thing, generally. But um, but I think the real issue, I think, is for the people who were clearly responsible for setting the tone, are they seen not just to be shuffled off somewhere else convenient, but did, are they seen to actually pay some sort of price? We've already had two very high-profile departures. One, a former senior civil servant, uh, Dan Rosenfield, who left as chief of staff, but also the Prime Minister's most senior civil servant in Downing Street, Martin Reynolds. And I think the really interesting thing is what happens to him next. He uh, moved back to the Foreign Office, his home department. Does he just pass go and get another nice ambassadorship? Or does his career seem to take some sort of 
hit for doing that. We've seen other cases where people's careers, you know, they've been denied postings they thought they were going to get, uh, for example, for, you know, security breaches and things like that. So I think it's a question of does his career suffer? And I think that's much more important to look at the sort of more senior people who are setting the tone than what happens to a lot of the more junior people who are tied, caught up in this. Great, good point. Uh, Joretta, thank you for joining us this morning. That's Joretta, yep. Senior Research Fellow of UK Interchange in Europe. She was a senior civil servant.